in all of time, in all of history, man has never created one single living cell. Yet your body does that millions to billions of times a day. That's where I put my face. So I try to encourage people. I want them to know that, listen, that there's a doctor 24 seven on the clock making chemicals, making hormones, detoxing you. So yeah, compared to the smartest person you know or the greatest doctor you think, I'm just saying that level of intelligence is laughable compared to the wisdom that is in you right now, animating you so you can even hear me say this. If I can help you understand the magnificence of the body that God gave you, your fear of disease drops significantly. Your fear of a fever drops significantly because you realize that you're designed to heal. So I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Welcome to Design to Heal. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Designed to Heal. Very excited about today's show. We're going to be, um, in, in some way, it might feel like we're um, going to be kind of possibly all over the board because we have a lot of different things to talk about. But in some level, that's the way that this show is. We have we, It's real life. It's real conversations with uh, people from all walks of life, whether it's, you know, doctors and scientists or activists or uh stay-at-home moms or it's just it's just anybody because we all we all have perspective we're all part of this right like uh, even from the perspective of the scriptures right we're the body of christ we all there's no part that's more important than the other and so today we're going to just have one of those real raw conversations our guest today is sarah Kanoyer. she is a mom of five she's a homeschool mom she is a um she's a part-time uh, volunteer host of course many of our listeners would know about children's health defense uh, she's on that with the program that she runs. Matter of fact, I got to know Sarah. I've seen some of her shows, but then um, I was on one of their, their Christmas shows at Children's Health Defense, which of course was an honor. Um, Sarah is, uh, we're so excited to have Sarah on this show today. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like it's an honor to be part of your show. Well, here, well then perfect. Here we go. So <laughs> will you do us a favor? Tell us a little bit about you know, I, I always, sometimes I hate just like limiting people because, you know, we're, we're just, you're, we're people and we all have, we're all moms and dads and brothers and sisters, but you know, we have these interesting areas that sometimes the Lord takes us. And please just tell us a little bit about you, your, your journey just kind of early on. And then we're going to, we'll dive in. Absolutely. Well, my journey was I loved just being comfortable. I think like a lot of Americans love to just trust trust the government and trust your doctor and trust your, mm. your people around you. And part of our journey after we had our five children was, well, I guess kind of in the middle and my third child, I ended up having at home. I was, there's just something about the hospital scenario that just struck me the wrong way after having never really thought about it before realizing then it was probably the beginning of my awakening. Having a home birth um, was beautiful and I would have done it again, but my next pregnancy was twins and my midwife didn't want to take that on and that's okay. But I've learned a lot since then. And um, I am a believer. Jesus is our Lord and Savior here in this house. We declare that every day. And I do serve at my church. So at church, on serving on the worship team, I happen to, obviously Providence, you know, the Lord works that way, right. uh, go to church with Polly, Tommy, and John, Tommy, whom I had no idea what okay. their realm was when I first met her. All I knew was that Billy, their son, who was diagnosed with autism at around 18 months, loved worship loved coming into church. He danced and sang his heart out and it was beautiful. And I got to meet that family through Billy and then learning. It was right after, right before COVID. And then after COVID learning 
more about her as I wanted to spend time on her farm. And Mm. I asked, can my boys come muck your stalls? Can we clutch eggs from your chickens? And Mm. getting to know her and realizing who she was and what she's done and what she has been through just opened my eyes to Mm. a world that now I look back and I feel like the Lord kind of led me there a little bit, you know, bits and pieces at a time. But we have learned so much from them and their family and how things have progressed and changed. And it has been an enlightening journey, to say the very least. And what a blessing. Can I just add yeah. as a mom? to have your husband come along with you at the same time. Mm, mm. I can only imagine the friction in families, not only, you know, having religious differences sometimes Mm. when we're young and, you know, oh, this boy is so cute. I just want to marry him. Mm. And we don't actually consider this lifelong journey that we're entering. Excuse me. So I am so blessed to have a husband who believes right along with me. Plus when we started this medical freedom, you know, awareness journey, he was right there with me the whole time and, you know, leading sometimes. And I would ask questions and figuring it out together. And that ha- that's how I got to Children's Health Defense. Polly Tommy is currently the director of programming and asked me to be you know, one of the hosts. I started on Tea Time and took a couple other shows and from then started homeschooling. And then I became you know, the homeschool person on that show, mm. which has been a absolute joy in my life. It is, you know, talk about creative outlets and things. Mm. That is mine. And I love it. Well, okay. So, so interesting. I mean, of course, just divine providence. And I'm uh, so thankful for it. Of course, just but it is sometimes looking back, it is, it is almost humorous, but okay. I just have a couple of questions. So, I mean, you said, I mean, can you have this home birth? And that was even a little bit, maybe before your, your full awakening. I don't know what the right words to use are right yeah. now in this world, but, <laughs> but so but were you raised Sarah? Like, were you raised naturally minded? Were you raised in the faith or was that a departure from you? What's your, what's even your pre background there? Yeah, I was raised in the faith, um, but I wouldn't say that it held the level of reverence that I do now. I knew who Jesus was and I went to church and my mom definitely talked about prayer. Um, I was a child of divorce, which, you know, was over 50% of Americans now, but that I think just really knowing that Jesus was real, knowing what some of his commandments were, having, you know, never really read the Bible, but attended church, I was committed to never be divorced. Mm. Having lived through it, I never wanted to put my children through that. That was a conviction that was instilled in my heart from a very young age. So knowing the Lord, that helped, but I didn't go to Bible studies. I didn't, you know, go to, you know, now my kids Mm. are going to discipleship now on the weekends and going to church retreats and things. So that's become important to me. Um, but this health journey, no, we, we went to the doctor, we got all of our vaccines, but I was born in 1982 and that's, you know, a little bit before the schedule changed. Mm -hmm. So my mother's awareness wasn't quite what I feel like is my responsibility to be aware of now because things have changed so much and it's, it has been a journey and I do feel like the Lord has led me to certain things and that, that whole believing, you know, you're not a doctor, you're not a scientist. Right. But I have discernment. I mean, the Holy spirit who's living inside me helps me figure out when the alarm bells are ringing and when something should or shouldn't happen. And we have to rely on that a lot. Yeah. I'm always, uh, yeah, that one just doesn't hold. I mean, now again, we're (laughs) what in the last years where they told us, right? Like it's dangerous for you to do your own research. It might be dangerous (laughs) for them to do your own research, but it's certainly not dangerous for me. I mean, we have brains, we need to use them. And of course we're not perfect, but we, we, we certainly need to put our thinking caps on it. But that's, 
this is so this is part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show today. And there's a lot that we can talk about. So my family as well. My wife is uh, a home. We homeschool our two children, and we're first generation of that. So that's new mm. for us. Um, was not raised. I mean, in some ways, a similar background to you. Meaning, I mean, I just my. I mean, I went to church occasionally and things like that, but it wasn't a big part of our life. It was from my grandmother's side, and my, I really attribute her to a lot of my faith. Just a woman that prayed for me every day, and so sometimes you just see that, you know, as you look back, but I think what happens now, Sarah, and then what's happened in the the world is it's, it's kind of forced, you know, moms and dads, uh, we're about the same age. Like it's kind of just forced this group, this generation of us that are in that child years and raising kids and families. Like, I feel like we went through such a transition. Like we didn't grow up this way in meaning mm. like, you know, the world and, and nobody did necessarily, obviously, but it's like, we're like looking at this, like, okay, what are we going to do? Right. Like, <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And then there's well, because the bottom line is something has to be done. Yeah. We cannot continue on this vector. This is not good crash. This is a collision course. And we have, we know we recognize it. We know we have to do something, but what is the something? Okay. So, but yet yeah, you called yourself at the very beginning, this person that was just kind of comfortable and, <laughs> and right. I mean, so yeah. I, I, part of having you on, and I was talking to my wife about having you on and, and, and my wife's an attorney by profession, but she stays home right now with the kids. So she doesn't practice law right now, but, and you, you know, seem like a very accomplished person. You're a go-getter. You like to get stuff done. I don't know your, your work mm -hmm. background in that world, but it's like, how do you encourage moms and dads that want, um, and I don't even, I think it's almost subconscious here. It's not like they, they say, I want somebody to do it, but almost like just, I hope somebody does it. But was mm -hmm. it, was it Polly just encouraging you? What, did you get a deep conviction? You were like, I got to do this for my family because I know you have a lot of interest, you know, uh, homeopathy and holistic healthcare, mm -hmm. and we'll maybe talk about some of that and maybe even uh, some of your husband's victories on this. But like, what was the impetus that said, I've got to, did you just say yes, Polly asked you to do this? I mean, what do you say to moms and dads that are like, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the, who knows mm -hmm. the expertise or something like that. Like, what's that journey been like for you? Isn't that the hardest part mm. to, to actually pinpoint that because mm. I know for me and, and loving my kids so much, I mean, obviously they get on my nerves and I yell at them and we, you know, we have to discipline them sometimes and that's fair, but I love them so much. I, I, I turn into a mama bear and someone told me that these things that my doctor or pharma or FDA says are good are not good. Mm. When you tell me that someone is knowingly hurting my mm. children, mm. I have to wake up mm. because trust is earned. You don't just get it. And when I just gave it, what potential harm was is it's unimaginable and having known the Tommies and having seen Billy and heard her story, as soon as I learned who Polly was, mm. I watched Vax two right. and then I learned, I watched Vax one. And then, you know, I had the privilege of meeting some of the people that she's very close to and actually had the privilege of working for Dr. Andy Wakefield sure. for a bit while he was making his new movie and being surrounded by these people who have learned all of these things and truly on their journey at this point in time, they have already tried shouting from the rooftops. They've already done mm -hmm. making the movie and trying to do the awakening and, they are, they really are thwarted on every which way that you can possibly imagine, but meeting Billy and understanding what they have been through. Number one is like a little bit of survivor's guilt. Why didn't any mm. of that happen mm. to me? Praise God. But you know, not, I don't, I don't want to 
compare our suffering to anybody else's, right? Mm. I mean, we all have our own spectrum of, of yeah. things that we have to deal with, but I could not let that happen to my kids. I, I couldn't. And, and how dare they put our children in harm's way? That I think that had just had to be my biggest, my mm. biggest part. And then for then it was just a learning adventure, reading mm. Mary Holland's book on, mm. on the HPV vaccine and reading Suzanne's hum, Suzanne Humphrey's dissolving illusions. I mean, yeah. my brain just, I needed more. I needed to understand where it all came from. So when you hear, yeah, no, I, I, that's, that, I mean, I think that's just an honest approach. So when I hear that, because again, I don't think, and I mean this as a, as a, as really just a compliment, Sarah, but like, or a reality, like you shouldn't be rare. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I know, so like, like, like what you, cause I, I'm a believer, um, that everybody loves their kids. Right. I don't think you love your kids any more than, than I love my kids. Right. Sure. So I, I believe that like people love, want to, you know, like love their children. And so, yeah. but there's this, like, um, it's almost that, you know, whatever you want to say, put my head in the sand or I, I, you know, ignorance is bliss, or I just don't want to know it's too complicated. Like understand listeners. Now this might not be for our listeners because our listeners are, are generally aware, but this might be one of those episodes that you share with your friends because yeah. you're thinking like, you know, so you, not that long ago, I might have met you, you know, a dozen, 10 years ago, and you would have thought I was crazy. Okay. Um, because or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you'd be like, well, you know, because you hadn't you hadn't had that experience yet, and it might have been easier just to kind of bury your head in the sand or say, hey, that guy, you know, whatever, he loves Jesus, maybe, but like the other stuff, I don't know what he's up to. But mm-hmm. but but so, but you were willing to ask those questions. You were willing to read a book. You were willing yeah. to have a conversation, watch a movie. Like like I'm just I, I agree. Like I remember watching Vax the first time. I remember reading those books that you read or some other ones for me that woke me up a little bit just before that. But I remember thinking like for a season, like this can't be true. Right. Right. And then being like sad about it and then angry about it. And this all before I had, before I had children. And you said something very important when you said, um, you know, I, I couldn't, I, I felt like I was like obligated. Like I, I'm the same way. Like neither one of my children have been, have been damaged medically through that. And because of that, I know so many people when we show up at events or we do events, like a lot of times families with injured children, they can't make it there because mm-hmm. they're home. They're caring for their kids or they're financially so exhausted because of the obvious financial exhaustion is trying to care for your children, get them the help that's not covered and paid for and all those kinds of things. And so I think that we do have somewhat of responsibility. So if you're listening to this, like read one of those books that Sarah mentioned, just read it. It's, they're fascinating books anyways. Like they're just mm-hmm. good reads. Watch and I would add to that. Yeah, go ahead. Don't start that journey with a confirmation bias. Mm, don't start mm. knowing that you th- or thinking that you know what is true and what is not true. Because the fact is that some of those movies, all they give you is facts and you have to draw your own conclusion from mm-hmm. some of it. And, and it's, it's very important to understand that yes, bad things happen, accidents happen, but this whole illusion of Sid or this whole illusion of accidents, mm. maybe, but also go into it with a very open mind, understanding that these are not people who are out there trying to get attention for their story, mm. a death of a child or a diagnosis of autism. Nobody wants that. They're not sharing their story to get fame. They're sharing their story to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good word. That's so. And then, and then also, if you are a person of faith, then I would say the perspective, at least the worldview you're, you're generally taking here is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're creating like mm-hmm. this image of Christ, that we are in, 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 in fact designed to heal. So I guess I want, I do want to ask you, 
Sarah, about um, your husband. I just, cause I think it's fascinating. And I know he mm-hmm. has a, a story that you're willing to share because I think, mm-hmm. especially in this time, these times we hear so much about depression and anxiety and mental health and things like that. And people often ask me, they, every day in my office or talk about on the show, like, what can I do nutritionally or what can I do? You know, this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I, those are fine. And there's approaches to that, but then sometimes miracles happen, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't yes. think we want to be closed off from that. I don't ever want to miss a miracle because I was uh, not open to that. Um, right. It was funny. We used to say, my, this is a funny story, but back in my office, I used to joke around that uh, like we did, we, I said, we, well, we do miracles on Wednesday. This is what I would, I was kind of <laughs> joked around. And then one day I just realized like Wednesdays were getting really busy. I think people were taking them serious. And I said, well, listen, Hey, you can do miracles anytime you want. So it's not, a, it's not the day that I said it. <laughs> do you mind telling us a story about your husband? I know it's a personal, you know, and bless no. your husband for letting us talk about it, but, um, do you mind sharing his journey? What happened? Yeah, absolutely. And and bless him for letting us talk about it because there might be embarrassment and shame, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's what the enemy wants you to live in. And we have freedom. We have victory. It's already been declared. It's already happened. So having the journey, like I've heard you say, you can't have the testimony without mm-hmm. the test. And Lord, we endured a test and here we are on the other side. So we were first married. We were young and we didn't realize that a lot of those mental illnesses, they onset in your late twenties. And that's unfortunately what happened to us. We were happy and married and had a baby within our first year of marriage and it was great, but things started going downhill. And by, you know, the end of our probably eighth year of marriage, his depression and anxiety were so severe that he was sleeping probably 48 hours at a time and drinking a lot of alcohol. And then when he would be awake, it would be this frantic, because I, I, I just, I guess it showed me that he still had a good heart. He wanted to do all the laundry and do all the dishes and would just keep himself awake. And so it was this on off anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression, awake for a couple of days, asleep for a couple of days. And I used to, I think I went through all of the stages of grief. I was angry. I was negotiating. I was depressed about it. I was sad. I would just cry out to the Lord. Why did you do this to me? Because again, we'll go back to, I will not get a divorce. When I told God I'm getting married, like this is it. And having, I was so mad. Mm. Why did you make me do this? I Mm. didn't want that. You know, I, I didn't want divorce, but I didn't want to be in a really sad marriage. And I remember taking my kids to church and everybody there was so sweet. And, um, I remember watching this older couple that's in our church right now, having one arm around each other and their other arm raised high. Mm. And I remember finally in my, my give up moment to God, I was like, you know what? If I will never have that, that is okay. I'm going to let my kids be raised in a mother and father household. And they're going to get the best of him that I can possibly give them. Mm. And when he's bad, I'm going to step in and I'm going to just do whatever I can. It was just a full submission Mm. to whatever you say, God. And I remember being in worship one time and I just hear the word just tell me, I don't hear God's voice audibly. It was more of just like a, a thought that just said soon. And you think of that scripture (laughs) to the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. And I was like, well, what the heck is that supposed to mean? Soon to you is not soon to me. Soon is Um, like Domino's pizza delivery. Like let's what are we doing here? Exactly. But that's what I heard. And in that journey, in those times, I really felt it's so necessary to not shield my two boys at the time, shield them from everything. I definitely did not want them to see any of the ugly parts, which believe me, there were plenty of ugly parts. But when he was asleep, 
we would come here and lay hands on him and we prayed for him nearly every night. And I have to believe that exposing them, number one, to the real world, to the enemy of our soul. I mean, truly, he was crippled with whatever this was that they get to see miracles. They got to see healing. And so in my experience, this is what happened to me. I remember sitting at the table trying to get some work done and my husband it was in the evening time and he had just been asleep the day before. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, good. At least laundry is going to get done. I don't have to worry about that. And I can leave the dishes in the sink cause he'll do it. And then around 10 o'clock at night, he says, um, are you ready to go to bed? And I look at him kind of surprised. Why, why are you going to, be- no, you're supposed to go to bed tomorrow. Like I have work for you to do, you know, but we did, we went to bed and the next morning I get up like usual, expecting him probably to be asleep for a couple of days. So I'm getting the kids ready for school and I'm making lunches. And, you know, we hadn't homeschooled at this point yet. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up around eight o'clock in the morning and says, so what do you want to do today? What? Mm-hmm. I just got a whole like regular night of sleep and, a, and an awakening of the next day ready to do things mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And I had already told the Lord, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to be angry. Mm-hmm. So the forgiveness I didn't even need to consider it. All I wanted was my husband. All I wanted was him and I wanted him to be a father and I wanted him to be a good husband. And at this point we had already had all five of our children when this healing came and it was, I I can't explain anything but a miracle. And ever since then he hadn't been, you know, he was aware of Jesus, but hadn't been a believer. And after that healing, it was, Hey, let's, you know, get on you version and download this Bible app and let's read this, this, you know, reading plan together. And then, Hey, I think I really need my own Bible and goes and gets his Bible. He was baptized in May of 2018. Mm. And my life has just been the most beautiful journey ever since then. Mm. I, I, well, you know, I even had people tell me divorce is sometimes it's okay in the Bible. And mm. sometimes, you know, it can be permitted in the, in these extreme cases. And I just never felt release. And what would I have done? If, what would have, what if I had walked away those many years ago because what I deserve better? Maybe. Yes. I, you know, people should be happy in those kinds of things. If you can seek that out, that's great. But the Lord had better plans for me. And I, I cannot, I, I honestly can say I would do it all over again, the exact same way if it would end the way that it is right now. Okay. I want to, I, I just want to ask you some questions here. So, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm the dad on the other side of this. I'm, I'm the husband. Um, I think about, this is literally just a conversation this morning that my wife and I were having, you know, she's home with the kids. It's a lot. Sure. I, I work and I work hard, whatever, you know, we all do, but, um, I think so much, I'm just going to say it. I just think so much falls on moms that we, it's almost like, I don't even know the word Sarah, but it's almost like it happens and we don't even notice it, but it's more than just like taking it for granted. It's just this weird burden or or bearing that moms have. And I I don't even, anyway. So, but how did you, do you have any wisdom or insight? Because I think you're touching on something right here where, again, not having walk in your shoes, but there's, could be resentment. There could be like, there could be like, I don't even know all sorts of things. Like what kept you in, in, in the game? And, and is, do you have any advice? Like, um, gosh, like how did you, I don't know. I just think there's more there because I know that we have a lot of moms that listen to this and they probably mm-hmm. feel maybe they didn't go through quite as dramatic as, as experience that you did, but mm-hmm. some version of it. Right. So this was the, sure. I'm just going to be real. So like last night I was tired. Right. I came home from work and it's Monday and it's a longer day for us at the office. And I fell asleep on the couch at eight o'clock. 
right? Mm. And my wife is up doing math with my daughter till 10 and I'm not being victorious, right? Uh, for my family. <laughs> now there's days I do much better, but that was not last night, right? right? And so the conversation this morning, my wife and I were up early, we kind of get together on Tuesday mornings and we do a little Bible study thing together. And um, we didn't make it to the Bible study, right? If you know what I mean, right? We were, mm-hmm. <laughs> she had some things she wanted to talk about. And, um, and she was just saying like, honey, I need you I need more than that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, of course, not of course, but in my instance, my immediate response was some sort of excuse or justification. So I don't really talk like this often on this show, <laughs> um, but I know that I'm probably not alone either. And so you're right, you're is not. there any, not that you have it all figured out, Sarah, but you walked yeah. a pretty pretty hard one there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have some thoughts for us as moms, dads, brothers, sister? And then on top of that, we're trying yes. to fight the fight and save the world. You know what I mean? Well, Absolutely. not save the world, I mean, but you know what I mean? That's just on the side, side yeah. note. We're just trying to save the world at the same time as we save our families. But yeah. um, yes, of course, I, number one, I had very personally, like having done those um, faith uh, strengths, you know, your, your strength. Mm -hmm. What am I trying to say? Thank you. Exactly. Mine was faith. That was my spiritual gift was, Mm. was faith. Mm. So blessed to have that. I, you know, that started first and foremost, Mm. I have a wonderful church and a wonderful pastor that I know well that I was able to confide in very often. And providentially he had done a couple of sermons on marriage, marriage 101, marriage 201. If anybody wants to look up Austin Christian fellowship, Will Davis jr. In Austin, Texas, he did some phenomenal messages on marriage. And the truth of it is, and I apologize if this sounds harsh and please hear me moms and dads. I love everybody's heart, especially when they're fighting for their families and for their marriages. But the enemy of our soul wants us to believe that our first priority is comfort, Mm. that our first priority is what we quote unquote deserve. Mm. What do we actually deserve? If we can acknowledge that we are all sinners, we all fall short of the glory of God. What we deserve was not what Jesus gave us. That is not what we deserve. If we all can put ourselves in the, the shoes of Israel, we constantly fall back to the idols. We do. And having to know that I don't deserve to be mistreated, but I also don't quote unquote deserve to be living this, you know, grass is greener on the other side type of life. I deserve to be walking in the path that the Lord has set before me. When we honor him and we, I had to read the word and understand that God is definitely not for divorce. He is definitely, you know, and even John, what, 1633, in this world, you will have trouble, Mm -hmm. but take heart. I've overcome. God has already overcome every battle that we're ever going to fight in this world. And knowing I I was not being harmed. I was not being Mm -hmm. physically harmed. I was not being emotionally harmed. I was just having to walk with a husband who was ill. He was sick. And, you know, my vow was in sickness and in health and we definitely were not in health. So there's a lot of things perspective wise that you have to know, like the CS Lewis quote, when everybody is running toward the cliff and I'm the one running away from the cliff, I did not want to run from divorce. So maybe I looked a little bit crazy, Mm. but that is not my calling. And I don't believe it's the calling of any God fearing Christian, Jesus following person. When God puts something in front of you, it's so that he can refine you in the fire Mm. and fire is hard. It hurts. Mm. It burns and nobody likes it. And I think Mm. knowing that God could take it, you know, I would tell him this is terrible and I don't like it. And I want you to take it away from me. And he just comforted me every step of the way. We have to allow him to do that too. Mm. though. You know, and I think, 
when it when anytime whether whatever kind of healing we're talking about physical healing relational healing you know emotional healing um sometimes there's miraculous for sure yeah. but even though your your husband's uh healing a, a appeared miraculous meaning there was this instant kind of right where he comes right. out of the bedroom uh in, in in one sense it was miraculous but the fight had been for years previous, right? I mean, like the, 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 what you guys went through as a family and, and the, the prayers and the, all those things. And I, I've, always, I've, I've wondered that at times with myself. I think about some of the times I'm most on my knees and most in prayer. It's, it's the heavy, heavy battles where I really don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what, what to do. And I always, mm -hmm. I always think to myself, like, gosh, it's got to be such a unique perspective from God's perspective where he's like, this is awesome. I'm with Ben more than ever, right? This right. is, this is great. He's, he like, it's this weird tension, right? He's probably like, nice to see you. Where have you been? <laughs> right. And right. I, and I'm more like, uh, you know, and I'd like to think I've matured. I'm 45. I, I've got some, some years of faith under my belt. So I feel like we, we should mature. Like we should be growing in our faith. Mm -hmm. Like that's what happens, right? That's what happens where, you meeting Polly and you meeting people and having your pastor and having your church friend, like we grow, we mature, right? Paul says, Hey, when you're little, right? Of course you drink milk, but we're not, you're right. not a little baby anymore. We eat food. We can talk about these things. And because now you can talk about those because you've had victory, you can share, right? And you Absolutely. have the countenance to do that, right? Where this, the blood of the lamb and the power of testimony, you can share these things. And people go, I know there's somebody listening to this that, um, is, is, is sitting in that situation, right? And they're so mm -hmm. mad and frustrated at their spouse or their boss or their uncle or whatever. And, um, and they're, they're, they're getting a different perspective. I know that you have a lot going on, but I have one other little top topic, well, not little, but another topic <laughs> I want to talk to you about, if that's okay, if you have a couple of minutes, sure. Sarah. So the other thing that happens to a lot of mamas is you also become the resident doctor, pediatrician, nurse, right? <laughs> um, yes. All of those things. And I know because these things are, quote, hard sometimes or scary sometimes, well, first of all, a lot of that's been programmed into you by the world. So you're mm -hmm. afraid of a fever because they told you to be afraid of a fever or you're afraid of whatever, okay? And so you, you lay up bed all night thinking, you know, your, your kids are going to die because you're not, we don't have a monitor on them or, or, you know, you go to the grocery store and if you don't have a, a bubble around them, they're going to die of some germ. That, that mm -hmm. isn't a natural thought. That's programmed into you, okay? So, but mama bears tend to often not that leave the dads out of this, but they tend to be the, the, the again, the caretakers in that capacity. But a lot of them, I find Sarah, they kind of want to pass that over. Well, they're encouraged to just hand over that responsibility mm -hmm. to the medical, you know, cartel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. you have learned a lot about home homeopathy and holistic healthcare. And I'm not asking you to, to doctor us. I'm actually just asking you that journey, you know, cause you yeah. said you didn't grow up that way. It's not like you grew up in some gypsy compound with, you know, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, right. So, so it's like, what was that been like? Was it intimidating? Cause I, I, I know there's some mamas out here and dads that are like, well, where do I start? What do I do? Right. And, and, and you got five kids. So you've, you've, you know, you've kissed a few boo-boos and, yep. you know, cleaned up some puke and, and boogers and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. why don't you give us your thoughts as uh, from that perspective? Yeah. I feel like we kind of run the gamut. Yeah, I have right? learned so much about medical things that I never knew. I almost feels like every parent needs to take a course in physiology mm. and anatomy before you're allowed to take care of a child <laughs> because I, my second born actually broke his femur falling off of a bunk bed ladder around between the ages of two and three. And I had no idea mm. there was a femoral artery. Praise mm. the Lord for watching over us. I took that boy. I asked him, you know, to shake it off, basically stand up. And then his <laughs> knee shook. And I said, Oh, oh no. Yes. And I put him from 
a friend's house into the car seat, car seat to urgent care, urgent care back into the car seat, car seat to pediatrician's office in the waiting room, then an exam room, then the x-ray room finally took the, takes the x-ray and goes, do not move him. Mm. How many times could my child have died in that mm. course of time with these toothpicks rolling around in his leg? I had no mm. idea. Praise the Lord for his sovereignty there. But learning that what you do, Ben, our bodies are designed to heal. Having yeah. faith that God put us on this earth with almost every resource we would need, of course, excluding sure. trauma, that was such an awakening, enlightening, a little bit scary, mm. but it was empowering because we cannot let people prey on our ignorance. What is ignorance? It's simply just the lack of knowledge. It's out there. There have been mamas and doctors and healers since the beginning of time, knowing that plants can be medicine and, you know, making friends with people who can teach me that all I have to do is chew up some plantain root when we're out at a, at a <laughs> park and just rub it in whatever scab is about to be building up and it's antibacterial and healing. And, you know, it's been awesome. I feel like it's exciting now to learn about nature and we've fought through, you know, 102 fevers and sure. just let it sleep and ride it out and every, you know, wake up tomorrow. But I think to me, the most enlightening and empowering information is when, for example, antibiotics, when we give antibiotics, does it heal the problem? Maybe. How many things does it make worse? Mm. That's what I didn't want. I didn't want to go back there and undo the mm. progress that we've been making in healing the gut because I'm sure you know, sure. everything that happens in the gut goes straight to the brain and we, it is such a direct flow of information and healing that one round of antibiotics can just offset your course for so long knowing there's a better way. Yeah, God put herbs and roots and plants in the world to heal us my mind just, I was like excited. I was ready. Mm. To, I was ready like a little kid on a birthday. Just be like, Ooh, what homeopathy can I try next? I'm not it's saying exciting. that you were praying for your kids to be sick, but you weren't too worried when you're like, all right, here, you yes. skinned your knee, come over here. Let's get to work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's really hard too, because, and I'm learning, you know, a lot of vaccine injuries are mm. things that people are not going to acknowledge, whether it be poor vision or um, excessive ear infections mm. or eczema or sure. asthma, all these things are really these side effects of these vaccines. And so my second born was diagnosed with ADD, whatever mm. that means. I just did it for school. So they wouldn't punish him from not mm. being able to play on the playground. Um, but I never, I didn't medicate him, but knowing that he also had extreme ear infections, he had tubes in his ears. Mm. And so on this journey, one of his last ear infections, actually, uh, he did perforate his eardrum and he was mm. so frustrated and mad. And so his next ear infection was just last year. And I looked at him, he's, you know, 14 years old now. And I okay. said, listen, son, we did it wrong. We did it wrong a bunch of times. And then I did it wrong when I knew better because I didn't want you to be in pain. But there's a homeopath, homeopathic healer. She will tell us, give me three days yeah. or I can take you to the doctor right now. And I am not a cruel mom. I'm mm. not going to you know, sit there and make them suffer. Yeah, you're not trying and to prove a point. Yeah, this is not yeah, at all. Yeah. And especially as they're teenagers, I only have a couple more years where they're going to go out into the world. And if they want to go to a doctor's yeah, office yeah. and get a prescription, they're going to do it. And so I want them to be empowered. I want them to make their decisions also, hopefully with guidance to make the right one. Sure. But he said, all right, mom, I'll try it. I'll try it. And he took all his homeopathy. He did it exactly when he was supposed to. We did all the 
the treatments that she had recommended, poof, ear infection gone, no antibiotics. And he gets to believe in the power of healing Mm, now mm, also. mm. It's not just me holding his hand and telling him what to do. Sarah, so what... I want to give you the the final kind of thought and word, and I want. I mean, and we're we're just we're just open on this show, so you say whatever yeah. you want. I mean, I think everybody, um, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't get paid by Children's Health Defense, right? Uh, um, I love, and neither I'm, do I. And I, yeah, there you go. Neither do you, and I don't get paid by Polly, right? These are just these are just people and places, and we've had Andy on the show, we've had you know Dell on the show, mm-hmm. and Bobby on the show, and all you know all that stuff, and. And but just because I believe in in the perspective that they're sharing and importance of it, and so um, it's it's just we have to give life to that. We have to give voice to that. Um, but I, those are resources that I use on a daily basis. Like I am no smarter, whatever. Right? We all have our little areas of expertise. That was I grew up in the Midwest, South Dakota. So I remember I'd meet these farmers and and stuff, and they would man, they were so they they never went to college or some didn't even finish high school, but they were the smartest guys I knew. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they just they knew it. They knew the weather. They knew to fix my car. They, these are the these <laughs> are the people I called when I needed help because they knew everything. Right? Right. And so we sometimes foo foo this in today's age, but like children's health defense, what a wealth of information from the shows and the experts you guys have on of course bobby's running for president right now and mm-hmm. and, and we need any support that we can like if you believe in conversations like we're having today and the ability to have them um and you know homeschooling and medical freedom and faith being allowed to you know be part of your life so i really just want to give you this chance to kind of be on your soapbox sarah if you <laughs> want to and just kind of you know just give it to us, talk to us, you know, share your heart with us and the mamas and the daddies yeah. on this line. And then, and then uh, we'll let you get back to raising your kids. I know you got a, a little one that you need to get uh, to the chiropractor. I think you said. Uh, yes, that's yeah. right. That's okay. I have so many soapboxes, Ben. Hopefully everybody's <laughs> going to get comfortable real quick. No, but truly when you talk about health, like what does that mean to me overall? It's going to mean that Number one, you're not on ongoing pharma medication addicted Mm -hmm. to that cycle. It's going to mean that your relationships within your family are good and full of trust Mm -hmm. and that overall your perspective is full of joy. Mm -hmm. To me, that that is health. I don't I don't really care if I get diagnosed with something right now because I don't believe that the power of fear is going to keep me from understanding that Jesus is my savior, that I'm here. I have a scroll that I need to live out. And that's my intention. Mm -hmm. And God's way is way better and higher than mine. So knowing that I'm going to do everything, you know, I I like to brag sometimes, like I I want to have a child that has the same vaccines as Jesus. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I want to live a life of health and happiness and joy. And that's going to come from tuning in to the Holy Spirit, having my kids around me and that, you know, for homeschooling too, that is not a, I'm not trying to overprotect or shelter. I actually share a whole lot of the world with Mm -hmm. my kids so that they can know how, like Charles Spurgeon said, to know the difference between truth and almost truth. Mm. They, they need to know when they're being deceived or when someone is attempting to deceive them, how to find truth, mm. where to go and ask for prayer and guidance and discernment. And that is one of the biggest reasons why we homeschool. Do I believe in the government school system? Not a chance, yeah. not by a mile, but 
I also know that if I only had the dictionary in the Bible, I would still homeschool mm-hmm. because that is, it's not a SAT test that's going to make mm-hmm. good people and good humans and good disciples. It's, it's yeah. knowing who you are in the Lord, knowing that if you need to learn something, you know where to go. And when you're learning that something is what this book is telling you true or not true. Mm-hmm. That is important. And that goes into medical field. It goes into relationships. It goes into school. It goes into anything that you can fathom and time, like spend your time. Well, all those people who say, you know, there's not been a man on his deathbed who said, I wish I could have worked 10 more hours. They all say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. And that is the beautiful gift of homeschool is you have time with your children, not only to build your relationship with them, but their relationship with each other and their relationship with the Lord. That is so important. And school just wants to stifle that. I think the world wants to stifle it. All this autonomy and mm. your truth and, mm. you know, you go get yours. Yeah, you know, you I, do I you. Good vibes only. Yeah, yeah sure. That's set up for failure. This this world is hard and mm. learning that the attacks are coming up, down, left, right, center. Mm. You know, I've read Brave New World. I've read <laughs> 1982. I've, I mean, I've, I've 1986. I've read all those. And it's it's not awesome, but we have optimism in the middle of it. We know who is the victor. We know that we are more than conquerors. And I love the scripture. And I had a pastor remind me, God did not give us blankets and and parasols to be comfortable and happy. He gave us armor Mm. with that armor is for battle and Mm. be prepared for the battle. And if you need to be a leader in a season, be a leader. And if you need to be a follower in a season, be a follower, but know that the battle is waging, Mm. whether we want to participate in it or not. And I, I won't be defeated by mm. pessimism. I won't be defeated by lies. I I stand behind the king, and that is mm. the best. Man, man, it's so good. I know that w- our show is is audio, but for those of you that get a chance to watch some of Sarah's, Sarah's show or any of the shows about on 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 uh, CHD Children's Health Defense, um, you can you can see. Um, just when she, what you, it struck me when you just said that, like, just you're not going to be defeated by pessimism. I mean, you can just see your your joy and your excitement and zest for life. And I think that is, you know, evidence of the fruit of the spirit. Or it's it's part mm-hmm. of what we're called to do. It shouldn't again. It shouldn't be rare. Um, it just shouldn't be. I, I just I know it just shouldn't be. Even in the midst yeah. of of going through all that you were, were talking about, you reminded me of a story. And I'll let you go. But you, this is funny. I was uh, <laughs> I had a, oh, this is like it's funny. I mean, I've matured a little bit in my. Uh, I'm still get pretty passionate. But I, I was uh, young in practice, and there was a patient that was in the hospital, uh, and it had been um, she'd had a bad situation happen, and she'd asked me to come up and, and check her and adjust her at the hospital. And so I was I happened to be wearing this shirt this day at the office, and it's this black shirt, big white letters, and it says "Was Jesus vaccinated?" Okay, <laughs> and it was just happened to be what I was wearing that, awesome. that that day, right? And so I go just get in my car after work, and I drive over to the hospital, and I get in the elevator, and I'm honestly not even thinking about it. And then uh, the doors open, and in get like I don't know a couple of doctors, a couple of nurses, and it was just one of those moments where like you know they looked at me, looked at my shirt. And looked at me and then they just all stood there in silence. Right. And we're going up a few floors and I said, um, so I'm like, I got to do something. I, this is too good of a chance to like, just let this one go. So I just said, well, was he, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, they just got so uncomfortable doors open and they left. But here's, here's even part of the reason I'm telling this story because although that is a little bit funny, the lady that I went and adjusted, 
that night she was killed by a medical error. She was a young mm. mom. Um, and they gave her a drug, literally gave her LeBron drug, like a total medical error oh and, and it killed her. And it was one of the first like patients I had ever had that was like under my care that I'd seen like something like this happen to directly. Mm-hmm. And I think about it, it in some ways there, it's those things that end up driving us. It's just like the conversation right. you just had with your son, which is like, listen, I've done it wrong. I've messed up. So sometimes when people misunderstand my passion, they say, why is he, why are you so passionate? Why are you so committed? Why do you speak? Because I've, I've messed up. I've mm-hmm. seen it mess up. I've seen it destroy people's life and I don't want it to be you. So, right. so there's going to be, we're in those times. And just like you said, I mean, armor up, right? Ephesians six, like if, if like we just, that's how we have, we have to, we just right. have to, it's just, it's if, as believers we're called to. So uh, Sarah, thank you for being a representative of that. Thank you for not just running your mouth, but by living <laughs> it out. Right. Yeah. And, and by showing us how, how that looks in your life as a mom, as a wife, as a homeschooling mom, as a, a person out there, you know, doing the, the shows and getting engaged in this stuff, even though it was uncomfortable for you and new to you and, and surprising to you. But um, I think you're an inspiration. I know you are an inspiration to, to many. I know this show will be a blessing to so many. So thank you so much for your time. Um, God bless you and your family, uh, the work that you guys are doing. And um, can't wait. We'll have to have you back on the show to, to further this discussion. I'd love it, Ben. Thank you so much for the time and giving me space to, to just share some of the things that, that are in my heart. I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. God bless. Bye. Thanks for listening to Design to Heal. Always remember that the greatest doctor lives inside of you and God gave you what you need to be healthy and well. Connect with Dr. Ben at drbenrall.com or achievewellness.clinic. And please share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it and follow us on Instagram at Design to Heal Podcast.